Welcome into the inaugural episode of the Mocked Podcast. I'm your host, Samuel Bigelow, being joined by Andrew Bigelow and Gabby Mozipo. Uh, welcome into the first ever episode. Um, if you don't already know, and you probably do, but just to let you know, if you don't already know, we are going to be doing NFL news, fantasy football, and NFL draft coverage uh, on this podcast. Uh, we don't know exactly how it's going to look. It's brand new. We're excited to get into it, though. Uh for our first episode today, obviously we have the NFL draft coming up on Thursday, so just two days away. Uh, definitely one of the most exciting times of the year. I know we're all excited, so we are, of course, going to do a mock draft for our podcast, see how we can do all the three of us. The way it's going to work is we're just going to take turns, each of us making a pick for the teams until we get all the way down through 32. Uh, we are going to be doing the mock draft based off what we think will happen, not what we think should happen, although we may tell you here and there what we think should happen. By and large, it's going to be what we're hearing. Uh, we definitely can't say we're the best scouts out there. We think we know a little bit, but uh, we definitely hear a lot of different information, and I think we are going to be able to accumulate that in our own unique way and that has a lot of value. So uh, thank you for joining us, and without further ado, I think we're just going to jump right in. Um, I am going to be starting off, and I'm going to be picking first, of course, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I'm not going to make it complicated. I'm going to go with who I think is going to go first, even though that he's falling in the odds, uh, Aiden Hutchinson. I'm going to pick him out of an edge rusher out of Michigan. Uh, do you boys have any comments on that? Yeah, I think it's going to be Trayvon Walker. I mean, there's uh, a bunch of reports that have come out, but almost nobody is saying Aiden Hutchinson anymore, but a lot of people are feeding for him, but... Seems like it's going to be Trayvon Walker just based off of Ken Dalton's tendencies, just to pick the the guy who's a prototype. So he'll usually take uh, he'll usually take a guy like Alden Smith, who did actually pan out pretty well, or a guy like Kayvon or Caleb on Chason, who does not pan out well, and this immediately reflects that. I think Trayvon Walker is going to go. A lot of people have also speculated that he might drop as a Jaguar and become a Colt, so I think. Uh, you know, I hear what you're saying. I personally think that Aiden Hutchinson's got a lot more potential than uh, and traits than people give him credit for. Uh, you know, I, I obviously uh, Trayvon Walker is the guy that everybody sees as has a ton of potential that he has not fulfilled yet. You know, I think Aiden Hutchinson has pretty close to that potential, um, and he's fulfilled a lot more of it at this point than Trayvon Walker has. Um, but I don't think I don't think it'd be crazy to think that Trayvon Walker ends up as the best player from this draft. But personally, I don't think Trayvon Walker is going to go in the top two. Uh, but Gabby, do you have any thoughts on this pick? Yeah, I think it's a good pick for the Jaguars. I think Aiden Hutchinson has been the guy pegged all along as the number one pick. And over the last few years, production has been pretty steady overall. So I think Aiden Hutchinson, I, I don't think he's getting enough credit for being such an athlete of himself. I mean, he's got such a long wingspan and he's been able, he's been such a freak at the, on the Big Ten and at the on the big stages, I think he's not getting enough credit for the athletic tools that he also presents. He might not be as rangy or as long as Trayvon Walker, but he's certainly more productive. Trayvon Walker might have been one of the more least productive uh, linebackers or defensive players on his own college team, given how many Georgia stars were actually on it. He probably, in estimation, was like the third or fourth best player on his own team, while Aiden Hutchinson was the best player in his conference. So... I do think there's something to say about that domination and effort, so I think that's a good pick here, Sam. And I think it's a pick the Jaguars are going to make here. You know, generally, I, I'm, I'm the kind of guy who thinks uh, 
college production, you know, definitely. Um, I don't, I don't look into that as if somebody produces in college, they're definitely going to produce in the NFL, or if they didn't produce in college, they definitely aren't going to produce in the NFL. I don't usually look at it that way, but you know, the way that you brought up um, about how, uh, how he was uh, Trayvon Walker was probably the third best player on his team. You know that that I think is actually interesting, and I think that's a good way to look at it. I think that's a really good point you brought up there. Um, Trayvon Walker again, a guy with a ton of potential, um, but not a guy that I think has fulfilled it yet. You're taking a real long shot, and he's not even not even the best guy on his own team. Uh, so yeah, definitely, um, I definitely ab- agree with what you're saying there. I did want to ask you guys though. I know I just got done saying. Uh, that we were doing what we think will happen, not what we think should happen. But personally for you guys, I personally think this is the right pick for Jacksonville to pick Aiden Hutchinson. But do you guys personally, just real quick, do you think uh, that Jacksonville should go a different direction, or do you guys think they should still go with Aiden Hutchinson? I think uh, Aiden Hutchinson should be the pick just because they just need a guy. I mean, Jacksonville has loved so many picks. Um, Dewan Taylor, Caitlin Bryan, um, even, like I just mentioned, Kayvon Kason been rough for them and I think you kind of just have a slam dunk right in front of you I don't know why you just don't take it you know but the reports conflict with that and I don't at the end of the day you got to kind of trust the reports more than who you like more and even though we all love Aiden Hutchinson and everyone watched him dunk on Ohio State and they watched him get doubled all the time and they watched his rookie week getting held and whatnot but still it's probably going to be not be him unfortunately even though I would love to see it be him agree with a lot of that, but uh, I think there's been a lot more reports about Aiden Hutchinson being the first overall pick. Recently, there's some going the other way. I know that, but um, I think there could be a lot of smoke screens going into the draft. But anyways, uh, Gabby, do you think uh, Aiden Hutchinson should be the pick here? If you were the one making the pick, would you do that, or would you go a different direction? I think I would go in this direction. Aiden Hutchinson definitely on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, one other thing to consider, though, and I just because he can play guard or left tackle. And he's just a baller, really. He's got some traits such as uh, Quentin Nelson, just the way he's able to run out there and just blow pancake people out there on, in the open field. So I think Inky's a he's an interesting pick here at number one, um, especially uh, given Doug Peterson's background with those offensive linemen and how Philly was so good with uh, that whole line. So I definitely think... That would be an interesting pick, but I think Aiden Hutchinson at the end of the day showed throughout the whole entire college season he's the best defensive player, the best player, honestly, in college football. So I think Aiden Hutchinson should be the pick, and he will be the pick. Yeah, we were on the agreement that uh, Doug Peterson's the one pulling for Inky Kwan, and it's Ben Cowan who's um, Trayvon Walker. So we'll see. Maybe Aiden Hutchinson, the scouting room right there wants Aiden Hutchinson, so we'll see if they can pull it through. I have heard those uh, those rumors. It's interesting uh, that everybody has a in their building has a different uh, viewpoint on that. But anyways, moving on to the next pick in the draft, we got the Detroit Lions up at number two. Andrew, who are who is Detroit picking? Well, I'm gonna stick in the same conversation. I'm gonna take Trayvon Walker. I feel like uh, I feel like just Detroit. I, I feel like Detroit kind of needs an edge guy who's honestly not an edge king. I feel like you, I like Trayvon Walker because he kind of reminds really good against the run, and obviously the potential's there with the pass. He's almost 
kind of like the Marcus Davenport to Davion Townsend type. Except Davion Townsend is wrecking people. You can never do that with Trayvon Walker if you want to. So he definitely looks like a disruptor. He's not like taking anyone's socks off. So I think it's kind of a lame pick, but I think in terms of what will happen, I think you got to take Trayvon Walker here. Personally, I think it's going to be um, – I think it's going to be Icky or Evan Neal, um, but I don't think it's a crazy pick. We've talked a lot about Trayvon Walker already, um, so I don't need to go too much more into it. Personally, I think it's going to be a tackle here because I, I just think – I just have a hard time thinking that Detroit is going to go for the guy, um, the real – one of the real hitter – the real boomer bust type of players in the draft. I just – I don't see that really um, fitting their vibe right now, the, the vibe the team has. They're kind of building – um, they're building tough players, and I just don't see that as the vibe. So I think I would probably lean tackle, but I really they don't think. They just take Penny. True, they do have a pretty solid D line. Um, that's a good o-line. point. Yes, O line. Excuse me, I'm all over the place. That's a good point. Um, I still would probably not go. Uh, I still would not go Trayvon Walker. I would go probably Tra- Trayvon Thibodeau before him personally. Um, but I again don't think it's crazy, and honestly, I feel super unsure about what's going to happen at the number two pick. So um, anything could happen, and it wouldn't really surprise me. Uh, Gabby, any thoughts? Uh, no, I think yeah, I think that's going to be the pick there, especially with just how much momentum is rolling through there. I think Trayvon Walker, not sweatshirt, is exactly what Detroit needs there at number two. I honestly really want to see Trayvon Thibodeau there, so really, I think that he's better than both Amon than and Trayvon Walker. I think you like put him out there I think he's just got he's got nice bend I feel like he can finish better and Aiden Hutchinson is really good I don't think he's too far off so I really like Trayvon yep. Thibodeau to be honest the, the report is that he's got that character issues it never really seems I don't know I always kind of doubt that but I feel like people might be eating their words by two three years from now or even one year from now with Trayvon Thibodeau where he becomes something that he isn't so yeah I really like him you just watch him he just he just seems to always be in with a quarterback and not only is he getting through the line, but he's finishing as well. Alright. Any other thoughts before we move on to pick three? I think so. Doesn't sound like it. Gabby, you're on the clock with pick three for Houston. Houston here, they can go multitude of options. Really, they're just going to go best player available here. They're going to go Hickey and Quanu at three. Uh, the offensive tackle, I'm leaning him over Evan Neal just because He's got more upside when it comes to run run blocking, and he's a better athlete overall. Evan Neal might be a little bit more polished, but Hickey Kwanu is just, again, like I said earlier, is a mauler, and he's disgusting in the run blocking game. And with a pick at 13, they can come back later and address some other needs there. So they're just going to get another offensive tackle to put up on the other side of Laramie Tunsil and solidify that offensive line, give that running game some nastiness and then gave Davis Mills somebody else to protect him and be able to dish the ball out to his only wide receiver right now, Brandon Cooks. But we'll address that later on in the draft, hopefully. Yep. For me personally, I think it's a great pick. Um, for, I think pretty much the tackles, the two top tackles, Evan Neal and, and uh, Ike Aquanu. For me, they're kind of a toss-up. I know Charles Cross has been getting into that conversation, but I still think that NFL teams, and me personally, have Aquanu and Neal as the clear top two tackles. Um, we'll see on draft day. But uh, for me, it's 
kind of a toss-up who you just think is better because I think it probably depends on team for team who has who, who they prefer between Neal and Aquanio. Um, so great pick there for the, uh, the Texans. Personally, I'd go with Neal because I think he's a better pass blocker and has the potential to be as good as Aquanio in the uh, in the run game. Although you know they're both pretty pretty equal as far as their potential overall. So great pick. I don't have any complaints there for the Texans. I think that will likely happen, especially if the first two picks fall as they did in our mock draft. Uh, Andrew, any thoughts? Yeah, I actually don't like Aquino on the Texan range. I think that he's the worst out of the possible class of Texan running backs. I think from just watching him, he's just like, he doesn't really maintain an identity in pass blocking. He's obviously like a good blocker in the run game, but to me, he just kind of projects as a guard. And if he's just going to be a guard, even Quentin Nelson didn't go until like pick seven. Maybe it was six. I can't totally remember. But he didn't. He wasn't a top five pick. I definitely remember that. And it's like obviously tackles have higher have uh, have higher value than guards. And so I just don't really see. I don't really see how he's better than Evan Neal or Charles Cross in my opinion. But I also value the pass game a lot more than anything. And I think that I think that NFL teams should do that. But the buzz is really trending towards uh, Houston. So do you think that he will be a first tackle on the field? Yeah, it's funny. That's a difficult question to answer because it depends on who takes the tackle. I think if Houston is taking a tackle, it's probably either Evan Neal or uh, or Aquino. But if it falls all the way to five, and that's the first tackle off the board, which is unlikely, I think that the Giants would rather have Charles Cross than Evan Neal. I don't think that they'll consider Neal in that instance. I've also heard some rumors about the Giants liking Charles Cross. Um, awesome. Uh, that. I don't have anything else to add on that pick. I mean, I'm ready to move on to the Jets if you guys are. Yeah, I am. Awesome. So we got Evan Neal is going to be going to the Jets. We just talked about him a lot. We were just talking about, of course, Icky. Um, I think Evan Neal is the best tackle in this class. I think he's the best player available on the board. And I think that the Jets will see it the same way. Obviously, they're going to be investing heavily in their their passing game. They just drafted uh, Zach Wilson super high last year, um, so they're going to be investing in him. They want him to succeed. They're going to be trying to put pieces around him, and they're going to start trying to put some protection around him. So Evan Neal, I think it's a great pick for the Jets. I think they get super lucky getting the best tackle as the second tackle off the board. Um, but again, like I mentioned previously with the third pick with Icky, uh, I like these tackles pretty much equally. It's a slight edge to Evan Neal, um, but awesome pick for the Jets, in my opinion, if they get their number one tackle um, as the second lineman. So, uh, any thoughts on this one? We, we kind of covered it already with the previous pick, but any thoughts? On Evan Neal? He just has the best anchor out of all the guys. Like, you just see him on tape, and you can really, people will run into him, and he just does it. It's just like, he's essentially a movable object. There are some concerns with uh, his ability to guard speed rushers, Obviously, he's 6'8", and people can just bend right around. And guys like Brian Burns and, honestly, a lot of the guys who are coming into the NFL right now who are just getting shorter and more speed can just bend right around. I think I think that's kind of scary, uh, but mostly, I honestly think that Evan Neal is probably the best prospect out of all these tackles. If I was taking a tackle, I would take Evan Neal. But if I'm the Jets, I actually don't go tackle here. I'm pretty convinced that they're going to take Kayvon Thibodeau. I, I honestly am a big Kayvon Thibodeau believer, but I, I'm thinking about putting money on Kayvon Thibodeau to be selected for that Bob Mosley lineman, and that's that's probably that's probably the most confident pick I have out of all of these, in my opinion, that 
I do say there's a lot of bugs in Trayvon Walker, but there's nothing to judge to it. But yeah, I really like Trayvon Kimberly to the Jets. There's reports that the Jets like him. They need to get to Josh Allen. They have Carl Lawson coming back, and yeah, he's a force, but I mean, having two edge rushers going to Josh Allen, that's a tough task. And uh, just before Ga- right before Gabby jumps in and does his uh, his points real quick, um, the reason that I didn't go with a player like Kayvon Thibodeau, even though um, I could see the Jets wanting him more, uh, although I I don't really think that. I think they would probably rather have Evan Neal. But if they even if they did want Kayvon Thibodeau slightly more, there is a chance he falls to ten. Probably unlikely, but there is a chance. And even if he doesn't, there's going to be somebody very good in another position. Uh, available at 10, another position of need for the Jets. Um, and I think you're going to get the most bang for your buck. You're going to get arguably the best player off the board at number four, Evan Neal. And then you're going to get a, another player that you really need a few picks later at pick 10. I I don't think Kayvon Thibodeau is going to be there anymore in this draft. I think personally, I think he might, he might make it there in real life. Um, but I think in this draft, he's probably going to go earlier than that. We'll see. Um, but I think that there's a good chance that the the um the Jets have their first chan- choice of receiver at number ten. Um, they have their they have their choice of potentially getting a different edge rusher that they really like, who may be still available at number ten. Uh, so I think uh, I think it's the options are good at number ten for the Jets, and there's not going to be a tackle that's good at number ten for sure. But uh, Gabby, did you have any thoughts to add on that uh, before we move on to Andrew's pick at number five? Yeah. Just because that would be three years in a row in a ticket offensive lineman round one, dating back to Kai Beckton and Elijah Barrett Tucker, given also that they signed Lake and Tomlinson as well. I just think overall Evan Neal really doesn't I mean it's it's a nice that they can plug him in here and there at right tackle, but overall I think it's I think that they would just go best available player on the defensive side of the football and I think that's either gonna be Sauce Gardner or Derek Keeley Jr. personally, just because I feel like those guys have upsides to be all pro corners. And especially with guys such as Josh Allen and Scary Mac Jones over there in the AFC East, um, they're going to have to get some cornerbacks out there to guard those wide receivers, uh, especially with Tyreek Hill as well. So I think Sauce is probably going to be the pick there. Um, I would probably pick Derek Stingley just because we saw him at a higher level for longer than we knew with his injury that as is well. Not that, true. that is not true. I agree with Gabby, honestly. <laughs> I really like I like the idea of getting a corner, and then I think that, honestly, my thought process went a lot on the same line as his. But, I mean, there's different ways you can stop the pass. I mean, you can get to the quarterback early and force a throw, or, like Gabby said, I mean, you need good corners to stop the pass, like you said, especially for Mac. So, you got to stop it one way or another. I think that they need to address that. I think it's a nice asset to keep him inside the pocket and track him down. I think that would be really nice if that's the option you see for the Jets. But when you see uh, prospects like Sauce Gardner and Derek Stingley, it's hard to pass up any of those guys as well. And to be honest, all three of those guys are probably not going to be there at 10. Even though the tackles could be in the same boat, I agree with what Gabby said. They have taken offensive linemen in the last two years, three years. And I think that, I think that honestly, Barrett Tucker could slide out to the tackle. We'll see what happens, I guess. I wouldn't tackle isn't a bad pick in a draft like this. I mean, there's still best player available. So I think in terms of their needs, I think that they need to they need to 
start looking at how we get over in this division, and that talk starts with uh, stopping Zach Allen. I just, I mean, for the most part, I agree with what you guys are saying. I'm just taking a little bit of a different strategy at it. Um, what was not true is that Derek Stingley has been playing as good as Sauce Gardner recently. Derek Stingley in 2019 was the best corner in the entire all of college football, obviously. But over the last couple no. of years, Ahmad Gardner has been better than him. Ahmad Gardner has been awesome. I do, I do not. I I'm not saying Ahmaud anything. Ahmad Sauce Gardner. Yeah, I'm not saying Derek Stingley is not going to be better. I think Derek Stingley is either going to be incredible or terrible. Personally, I I don't know which way it's going to go. Um, but I think Ahmad Gardner is going to be an awesome corner in the NFL and a lot safer. Um, but the, I all I was saying is that he has certainly been playing at a higher level than Derek Stingley recently. Um, anyway, so I do think that what you guys are saying about having a corner and a, or an edge rusher or a defensive stud is totally valid. But I think that Derek Stingley, Ahmad Gardner, or Kayvon Thibodeau is going to be available at number 10. And if not, or not all of them, but one of them. And if not, I still think there's a really good chance that we can get somebody like Jermaine Johnson if you still want to go defense, who I am really high on Jermaine Johnson personally, or you're still going to be able to get somebody like um, like a George Karloftis, which would kind of be a reach, but you could get your first choice of receiver also in the worst-case scenario. So that's why I went tackle. Yeah, yeah, I feel like this is just definitely the move to go. If it's not receiver, then it's trading for receiver. I know that Debo Samuel is one of the best receivers in the league, but I could still see them making a play for him at some point. Yeah, and I, I think that their receiving court, I mean, they have some interesting pieces. They have more there. Um, I'm blanking on his first name right now, Elijah, uh, who looked pretty interesting last year. But um, really, I just think that there is going to be one of those studs still available, and I don't think there's going to be a tackle available at 10. To So that's, that's why I did it with Evan Neal, and I do think Evan Neal is clearly the best player that is on the board personally. But I would probably say there's um, – Sauce is – Sauce might be the best. Sauce might be the best. Um, and Kayvon Thibodeau, of course, plays that um, that coveted edge role. So both those guys would be in consideration for me. But I ended up with Evan Neal. But unless there's anything you guys really wanted to add, I think it's time to move on to the fifth pick. We kind of talked number four to death. So at five, the New York Giants. Andrew's selecting for them. Who are they going to take? Yeah, the Giants, I think it's, it's pretty clear here to me that they'd want a tackle or a corner. Really probably depends on how the board shakes out afterwards. If Sauce goes early, I could see them being aggressive and getting Derek Stingley at five, potentially. Uh, but I actually think that they take Charles Cross here, uh, just because he's still on the board. And I think, as far as I know, we've taken both the other tackles off, so in terms of this mock draft, if it goes the way that we are projecting it, then obviously I think they're taking Charles Cross, because I don't think they want that pick to get to Carolina. I think Carolina is Giants starting out with Charles Cross as our answer is just puts more pressure on the Giants to get Charles Cross at five. But I will say that in my own mock draft at seven, I have the Giants taking Derek Stingley. It just looks like they're going to have their cake and have it so in this mock draft maybe that was a little bit soft start to it. Uh, I I think this is a great pick. I honestly don't have much to add. I do. I'm not as high on Charles Cross as others. I think that he might be a little bit um, boosted in boards right now. I probably would rather 
if it were me, I probably would have picked sauce. Uh, but I don't don't have any problem with this pick at all. I think it'd be a great a great pick for the um, the Giants. Not the way I would go. I think it could definitely happen. Um, I think it's actually fairly likely to happen. Um, but I don't think it'd be the best pick for the Giants. Uh, again, I think it could be sauce. But it's definitely a good one. It'd definitely be in my top two to three picks for sure. Cordez is. Any thoughts, Gabby? No, not yet. Uh, no, not with this one, really. I, I mean, I, actually, sorry, I take that back. Charles Cross <laughs> is actually, I was just had to think about it. Sorry for a second. I was trying to plan out my You're next all good. Pick because I was just thinking about Charles Cross here at five. I do think that's actually kind of a reach. Now, actually examining the board there, I think looking at what the Giants need, I would probably just go sauce here and then see Charles is probably going to fall to you here at seven. I mean, not. But, I mean, I don't know if Sauce will. I mean, the Panthers at six, I mean, player at that talent, I don't think he should be able to get past the six spot. So, it'll be interesting to see what the Panthers do and realize the best situation for it to arrive. But, I think Charles Cross at five is kind of a reach, honestly. Uh, I, that's a fair I don't know if it's a reach just because I do think there's a fairly high chance that Carolina does select uh, Charles Cross if they get the opportunity. Uh, not certain. Honestly, the Carolina's pick at sixth and Detroit's pick at second are the two that I really feel like I have uh, some of the hardest time with. Uh, I really don't know where I think they're going to go. I just Deep down, I feel like Carolina is going to pick a quarterback, but it's just so hard to believe. Um, so yeah, I do think there's a chance Charles Cross does come off the board for Carolina if he doesn't get picked in the top five. Um, so I think it's a solid pick, but I hear you. I think his value is certainly could be lower, but sometimes you got to get a position of need. Anything else to add there, Gabby? No. All right, let's move on to our next pick. Uh, I, think, I think it's your turn to pick, Gabby, if I'm not. Gabby at pick six with Carolina. think Malik Willis is the best quarterback in this draft. I think he's number two, but I don't think he's the best in this draft. But I do think this is the pick for Carolina. I just, you know, I, I mentioned that I have a hard time with Carolina's pick because 
you know, it just in any other situation, it just doesn't seem right to pick a guy as good as Malik Willis at number six. Seems like he should fall a little bit. But if you're Carolina, how do you possibly go into next season with just Sam Darnold as your quarterback? I do think Malik Willis has the traits and the potential to be an, an elite quarterback in this league. Um, I just think that there's a lot of guys who come into that into this league with that potential and don't fulfill it. There's more guys than not. Um, but Malik definitely has that potential. And I'd like, I'm excited to see what he could do in Carolina if it actually falls this way. And I think it's a pretty solid pick for Carolina um, considering their situation. Uh, but they're in a, they're in a shitty situation. I just think <laughs> Willis could be a straight up. Like they don't even have a second or third round pick for him. Both the backup or all the top three backup prospects are gone. I don't think they're going anywhere other than taking a quarterback. And I think they could trade back in the first round, maybe pick up a second or third pick as well. I think it'd be pretty happy with that. I think that that makes sense in theory. I just don't think there's a lot of teams out there who are really looking to trade up in this draft. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hear you. Uh, uh, anything else before we move on to the Giants pick? Going once, twice, awesome. Uh, moving on to the Giants. You know, at this point, uh, I'm going to go with the best player on the board again. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with the best player on the board, and I'm going to go with Sauce. Uh, we've talked about him for the last, like, three or four picks as a potential option. Um, I think he, you know, I really think he could go higher than this on draft day. Um, I think he's arguably the safest pick in the entire draft. Don't know if he, he, he's definitely in the top two or three for the most safest picks in the draft. I think he's a great player. I think he's a great corner, uh, great pick in my opinion. I think he's going to be awesome for years to come. Uh, any disagreements? On no, that? I think this is literally the way it's set up for Russ Wilson. Like, I think this is going to be the right pick. I don't think there is. You didn't pick better than you had on your fucking draft board last year. <laughs> I do think that uh, or that Sauce Gardner will go earlier in, in the real draft as well. It's kind of funny that it ends up this way. Um, any thoughts, Gabby? No, I think, that's pick? Just, I think that's the perfect pick you're giving on Mock. Boom, we all have we have a consensus. That's, that's cute. I actually have Mock top ten. I think he could go. I think he could go for very easily as well. But anyways, um, let's move on to the next one. That's you. Oh, perfect. Okay, this is great. I'm gonna take Jermaine Johnson just because I love Jermaine Johnson. I mean, if you just if you look at the past uh, and how people have been selected and uh, or how people have panned out more so on the NFL draft with that reference, the rest game would definitely be included. And Jermaine Johnson's a finisher. He has 11 sacks last. That's just crazy because, honestly, I there's nothing you can't like about the guy. He might be a little bit older than some of the other prospects, but he finishes, and that's the most important thing in the draft. And if you look at him, uh, I think he transferred actually from Georgia because he wasn't getting enough playing time. And if you're an NFL team, you can't look at that negatively at all. You can't say, oh, well, maybe we just didn't uh, stick it out there or anything like that. I think it was the smartest thing you could have done showed up to Florida State and you balled out. And you gotta love a guy like Peyton. You just watch him. He kind of plays a little bit like Brian Burns. He's not as athletic or fast. He's more of a power guy. He plays with both speed and power where Brian Burns is just like a freak speed guy, I feel like. And he will, Jermaine Johnson, there's some highlights where he's just knocking the ball out of the quarterback's hands. He's not even looking at the quarterback. He's looking at the ball. And the ball's in the quarterback's hands and he just keeps balling and gets balling. I love it. That's a that's kind of a shock pick, 
I I don't hate it. I'm not saying that. Uh, but that's kind of a shock pick with Kayvon Thibodeau still on the board. Um, yeah, I guess if he's still there, I would just – I don't really think that he's actually going to be there. So, yeah, I guess I would think Kayvon Thibodeau is there. That's a good point. Okay, so – Kayvon Thibodeau 100% has a chance to be there at eight. Yeah, I actually think Kayvon Thibodeau could – I actually don't think it's crazy for Jermaine Johnson to go before Kayvon Thibodeau, but I would say it's unlikely. Um, I think it should – I honestly think it should, pro- should go that way. I, I'm higher on Jermaine Johnson personally than Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, I, I really like Jermaine Johnson. So, are you locking in Jermaine Johnson or Kayvon Thibodeau? I'm going to go with Kayvon Thibodeau because I forgot he was on the board. You know, I don't expect him to fall this far, but as far as real life, he's not there. In real life, I have Jermaine Johnson going. And uh, I'm going to stick with everything that I've said about Jermaine Johnson. I've already talked up Kayvon Thibodeau enough, I think. So, yeah, I'll go with Kayvon Thibodeau as well. Awesome. All right. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, I, again, so I think Jermaine Johnson – has higher potential. Um, I wouldn't have the, the the balls to pick him over Kayvon Thibodeau probably um, if I were a GM. Um, so I definitely understand the pick and would also have picked Kayvon Thibodeau for the Falcons. Um, but yeah, I do. I don't. I don't love Kayvon Thibodeau. I think he's way overhyped. Um, but he does have pretty high potential still. So definitely deserving of a top fifteen pick. Definitely fair that he's in the top ten for me. Um, Gabby, unless you have any other thoughts to add on that Kayvon Thibodeau to the Falcons pick, it will be you at number nine with the Seahawks. Arguably the most fun pick of the draft. Alrighty, nine at the Seahawks. I will take it away. Two very interesting picks here um, left for the Seahawks. Two high upside defensive players, but I think they're going to go back to the Legion of Boom days here. And I'm going to pick Derek Stingley Jr. Um, very athletic corner. I want to clarify what I said earlier. He was arguably the best defensive player on that team and arguably one of the best players on that team overall. And that team was absolutely loaded. And the same thing we did with Jamar Chase last year. Um, there are some things coming out after that year where he sat out and we just kind of didn't think so highly of him because of things happening maybe off the field. Yes, Derek Stanley had also had a Liz Frank injury that maybe hindered his football season more than people really were to let on. So I definitely think that Derek Stanley has the potential and he showed it he has the, all the skill sets to be a lockdown cornerback and the ball skills to be an interception master. So I'm picking Derek Stingleger to kind of give that Richie Sherman element back to um, the Seahawks. But he's going to be able to play a little bit more man-to-man coverage and Richie Sherman in that role for me. For me, uh, you know, I don't, I don't love the situation Seattle's in here. Um, a little high, I think, for... Um, for Derek Stingley, but you know, honestly, I think it's a pretty solid pick. Um, Derek Stingley, I, I mentioned earlier, I think he's the biggest boomer bust player, one of the biggest boomer bust players in the draft, if not the biggest. Um, just because, like you mentioned, um, and we talked about earlier, he had that great season in 2019, and I, t- I totally recognize that he has that maybe best corner in the NFL potential. But I'm super concerned about the fact that he is was worse his last two years significantly worse, actually poor in some games, um, bad in some games compared to his 2019 season, which, like you mentioned, Liz Frank injury, and a young guy going living life during 
COVID, a whole global pandemic, you know, that could that could definitely take a toll on you. Um, definitely not saying that there's any potential for mitigating circumstances for why maybe Derek Stingley uh, didn't play very well his last two years at LSU. Um, but I just have a hard time. I am. Just, it just makes me nervous to make a, a super early pick on a guy that you aren't super confident in. Um, I think the question marks for him are bigger than most other players that pretty pretty much any other player in the first round at least um i just think he has huge question marks but if he hits and he's as good as he was in 2019 like i said he has number one corner in the nfl potential um yeah so any any thoughts andrew pick in the draft we i have a tough one here and i'm gonna be honest uh i'm not really sure what what to do um i'm leaning towards taking jermaine johnson because i think he's pretty good and he's still available uh and that would have that would have been uh, a top defensive edge player or i could go with the best receiver available um just i'm not sure i was curious what do you guys think i put money on pretty confident that Aaron Killings is the first receiver that's going to come off the board. The only other team that I'm scared that would take a receiver before is Atlanta, potentially taking Drake London. But I think T.D.K. Oakens, the draft usually reflects that NFL teams, they have a hankering for speed. I think Aaron Killings is the fastest receiver in this draft class, even though he didn't have a 40. Obviously, he has a 20-inch arm, so that makes it difficult. But, I mean, I feel like you lose out on Jermaine What do you think we should do? I think it's Jamison Williams, honestly, for the same reasons, Aaron. If you look at the wide receiver core, what they have surrounding this right now, they, they have Elijah Moore, the slot guy, and they have Corey Davis, the guy who can go across an intermediate. They really only need some people to go the top off the defense. Elijah Moore obviously has some speed to him, but I think Jamison Williams is the perfect guy to have alongside Zach Wilson, who we forget has a very lively if they go about it the way that you're talking about right now with Evan Neal and they pick a, I mean, we obviously don't know what they're going to pick, but if they go wide receiver, oh boy, the Jets are looking dangerous in the AFC East. Let me tell you, I think they have, they have a good chance to make some noise. Well, the, the reason, part of the reason I was being held back, honestly, from taking Jamison Williams, who I think is the best receiver in the draft, um, personally, sounds like you guys at least think, NFL teams think that. Um, but I think he's the best. I just am concerned about NFL teams value of him knowing that he'll be out for most of the first season he's or of his rookie season. But you know, honestly, for the Jets, it doesn't matter. They're not making the playoffs anyways. So I think that's a good point. I'm gonna go with Jamison Williams because I do think he's the best receiver on the draft. Definitely the best offensive player on the board that remains, and probably the best skill player, uh, offensive skill player in the entire draft. So. Uh, definitely a good pick for the Jets, um, but I did I I was definitely contemplating uh, Jermaine Johnson pretty pretty hard. Um, it would be nice to uh, it w it would have been nice to pick both. But anyways, uh, I definitely think that's a great pick for him. I think he's 
clearly above the rest of the receivers. I think he's in his own tier. I think the only reason I even remotely consider him not going as the first receiver uh, off the board, Jamison Williams, that is, is just purely due to that injury. Um, but yeah, so since you guys already gave me your input on the pick, I already kind of know. So we'll go on to our next pick. We got pick 11, the Washington Commanders on the board. Andrew, who are they taking? I got this pretty clean cut. I think it's Garrett Wilson. Obviously, Jameson Williams just went. And you got to look at runs in the NFL draft because this has happened quite often. And I just think Garrett Wilson, he's probably the second best receiver in the class. I like, I feel like him, Jameson Williams, and Drake London, they're all kind of up there. But I think that Tim Washington has a really great experience with Ohio State receivers in the past. Uh, you can't go wrong there. Um, one thing that you're going to hear way too much in this draft Personally, I'm a lot lower than on Garrett Wilson than I think most of the league is. Um, I don't know if they think he's a better. I I would I think Drake London's likely to come off the board before um, before Garrett Wilson. Um, however, I don't hate this pick. I definitely think you should take whoever you think the best receiver is at each organization that is. Um, so if they think Garrett Wilson's the the best receiver available, I think that's great. All the power to him. Um, so yeah, definitely like this pick. Uh, Gabby, any thoughts before the next one? And if not, just go ahead with your Vikings pick at number 12. I do want to note that the tendencies of the football team slash commander slash you-know-what. Um, Don't say that. <laughs> I won't. Um, they, definitely, they definitely like speed guys. I mean, not only did they sign, um, or they drafted McLaurin, but they also signed Curtis Samuel, and that was supposed to be their three-headed monster. Gabby, or if not, feel free to make your pick for the Vikings. I'm going to make my pick for the Vikings. Uh, I think here the Vikings have a lot of defensive deficiencies this year, so we're going to pick the best defensive player available and go with Jermaine Johnson. Very raw outside edge for Florida State. Um, yeah, 
think it, that's just the pick there. Nothing else to add. Yeah, I don't have much to add. We've already talked Jermaine Johnson to death um, when we picked Kayvon Thibodeau. So, yeah, I think that's a great pick. I've already mentioned how I think we should have gotten much earlier. Um, so, yeah, nothing else really to say. Andrew? I was looking at the Vikings roster just now, to be honest, and it doesn't really seem like it's, there's not a ton of glaring holes with the Vikings roster. They just kind of they just kind of need more elite playmakers, I think. And so I'm, that, I'm not saying they're a playoff team maybe this year or even – I mean, they're probably close to that considering they're in the NFC. But um, I think that just getting another edge rusher, no one's the Neil Hunter. He's had injury issues in the past, but also he's not injured. You can at least pair him with the Neil Hunter, and that's scary for Aaron Rodgers, who's an older guy. And when you have an older quarterback, and that's who they're chasing – So unless there's anything else to add, move on to the next pick here. We've got Houston picking 13. Um, this one, I'll be honest, I'm torn between Jordan Davis and Kyle Hamilton. Um, I th- I'm going to go Kyle Hamilton. Uh, I I don't think the NFL has obvi- – I mean, Andrew mentioned it already. don't think the NFL has a super uh, high value placed on uh, safeties. I mean, there's a lot of them that are pretty solid in the NFL. So uh, I could definitely see them going with Jordan Davis, who I think would be the second-best player available on the board right now. Um, but, you know, since Kyle Hamilton, he, he's really, really good. Um, I just – I the only thing that makes me nervous, like I mentioned, is that he's a safety. And I'll just leave it at that. Kyle Hamilton, best player on the board. Don't love that he's a safety, but, you know, Houston's trying to build a culture. They just need the best player they can get. Love the pick. Uh, I'm a Bills fan, so obviously I'm never going to have a problem with the safety pick. Um, in addition to that, they did lose Jordan Reed as well to the to the Chiefs. And if you're a team like the Texans, you're taking the best player available, and no doubt that's Kyle Hamilton right now. Agreed. Uh, All right, are you ready for my pick? Yep, Baltimore 14. Okay, I don't actually like to take this pick. This is a tough one. Just double-checking that we don't have any more tackles on the board. Trevor Penning it is. I got Trevor Penning. Once again, I'm going to reference the Bills. Obviously, Spencer Brown came on the scene, dominated last year. And in much the same way, I think Baltimore would love Trevor Penning to do the same thing. He's probably a better prospect than Spencer Brown. Obviously, Spencer Brown went in the third round. And Trevor Penning has just been balling. He balled out at the Senior Bowl. He literally just mauled Juju to the ground. He almost has a problem with being too physical. Uh, one thing he lacks is a little bit of bend. He's going to have a lot of the same issues as Evan Neal when it comes to fast guys kind of getting around. That's something that he's going to have to develop. But honestly, I think he can get that down. And Baltimore just needs some more protection. I don't know if people have watched um, the Ravens too much last year. It's kind of a shit show. Uh, Lamar just got like crazy towards the end of the season and the Ravens just couldn't keep up. They had a lot of injuries, obviously, to their roster and that was an issue for them, but I think that this this aggressive glaring needs, I don't know how you don't take a tackle here in Baltimore. You have the option. Um, personally, I think this is a, definitely a reach for Penning, um, but, you know, I don't think it's like the craziest pick ever. I think, I don't think you should necessarily just go for need. I think if you go for need, that's how you get yourself in trouble a lot of times in the draft. 
Um, if he's deciding between a couple players, you know, then you can go for age. Uh, but just to go for need at 14, that makes me personally a little nervous. I don't love the Trevor Penning fit. I do think he could fall into the end of the first round pretty easily. So, you know, if, if, that, if that's the guy you really think uh, should be there, then, then I guess pick him. Because, um, I, I mean, if you pick him a few picks earlier, it's not the end of the world. But I, I do think there's more talented players on the board that you, they are uh, missing out on. So I, I personally would have gone with Jordan Davis or Jordan Karlofsky. Didn't they just sign uh, Blake Campbell again? Yeah, but they lost somebody else in there. I can't remember who it was. But uh, Jordan Karlofsky can play any position on they the D-line. They did lose uh, today Smith, but he decided to come back from that injury. That's right, yeah. I almost forgot about that. That's who I, that's who I was thinking. I couldn't remember who that's they That's after the first reaction was Jordan Johnson was To the Vikings? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, best player available, they could uh, they could mix it up. I don't know. Maybe they'll, they've talked about trading Jimmy. Maybe that's what they I have Minnesota taking Kenton McDuffie out of their club, and I love Kenton McDuffie, but he's still available, and I think if teams have a need for corners, they're going to look to Kenton McDuffie. He's awesome against the run. He's awesome getting down and defending the run, making tackles, and also in coverage as well. So, And, I mean, just going back to the Jermaine Johnson pick, like, even if he went to a team that didn't have a need, obviously that's probably not the most likely outcome, but it's not like we've never seen that happen in, in an NFL draft before. So. Yeah, I don't actually think Jermaine Johnson's a target in that respect. But I don't either. I think Jermaine and Johnson's I also hope he's not. Yeah, no, I think he's great. Um, anyways, though, uh, Trevor Penning, Gabby, any thoughts or Eagles? Um, yeah, I don't like the pick, honestly. I think I think offensive tackle might be the move here. I think Trevor Penning is a reach. So personally, if I was the Ravens, uh, I think if the Ravens – the Ravens would do here is pick a guy like Jordan Davis or a guy like Kevin McDuffie, but as you guys have stated, or honestly here, something to consider their running backs aren't really at particular strength right now, so um, theory could be that they could look to either trade back or maybe if, I think maybe 14 is a little bit too high for a Brees Hall here actually, but they do have to Way consider pick, pick, picking a running back here because J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, and you don't know the health of those guys going into next year. They've had serious injuries, so. Okay, and I don't think brutal that you guys said I reach for Jordan Love. Yeah, yeah, no, I would do not agree with that statement at all, Gabby. I think you're gonna have you're gonna be in the minority on this one. Um, I don't think I think there's difference maker running backs that will be available in the second and third round. Definitely would not go running back here. I think Brees Hall is interesting at the end of the first round, but like the end, the very end, like the Bills is probably the highest I could see him going personally. Um, but I totally agree. Jordan Davis, I think, would be a, a, an interesting pick here. I think the Ravens, they always seem to go interesting defensive players. So I think he always seems to be how it works out. I do want to critique my pick real quick. Uh, Trevor Penning goes to Northern Iowa, that's a smaller school. The Ravens are usually not there for picking this high. They usually pick a bigger, bigger team Hit us with the Eagles pick at 15. The Eagles here, I think they pick uh, Drake London. Oh, 
Okay. I like that. I do too. Wide receiver for the uh, from USC, just big body wide receiver for Jalen Hurts. Third year in a row they took a wide receiver, but yeah, they need the offensive help, and the defensive players are kind of waning here. So I think Drake London is the perfect option here. I'm guessing Dave. What about Xavier Osegbo at center? I think he's gonna get cut. <laughs> he's gonna be a terrific tight end. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Jalen Rager, as we all know, has been a, one of the best receivers in the NFL. So how could you possibly take him out? Um, There's one thing to be sure of, too. Drake London will be the first round. <laughs> uh, I, I love this pick. Drake London is my second second favorite receiver in this draft, probably uh, third, probably. Um, but I, I think it's super likely that he is the first or second, at latest, I would say, probably third receiver taken. So I – and the Eagles, obviously, they need receiver bad. So I'm personally on board with this pick. I think it's also likely to happen in real life. And I just think it's a good pick for the Eagles. So that is that. Um, any other final, any other pieces before we move on to the next the next pick here? Nope. Awesome. So I am going to, I am going to go with, there's some interesting pick uh, options on the board here. But I think I am going to go with Bernard Raymond. And I'm going to do that because I think that the Saints could really use a tackle. I don't know if they are going to go for one of the defensive guys still available on the board. Um, but I think Bernard Raymond was the next be best tackle on the board. I think they got a better tackle than Trevor Penning. Um, and I think he's, I think he's going to fill a position of need. I'm not going to act like I'm an offensive lineman expert, so I'm not going to be able to go into the in-depth. But I, I've heard a lot of good things about Bernard, Bernard Raymond, and uh, I think it's very likely that the Saints will tackle here. Yeah, I think – I know I just picked the guy who uh, you guys said was going to be swing tackle, but I'm going to bounce. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swerve on this one. I'm going to say this is a reach. I just – I don't love the pick. I just think uh, – Jordan, isn't it Jordan Davis still on the board? He is, yeah. Yeah, I think they take Jordan Davis. My own mock, I have Jordan Davis. I think they use one in drafting. I think for him to fall this far, it's just, I don't know. I don't really see, I mean, George Karloftis is there as well. There's tons of other options that I could really see for them. But I do, I see the need with tackle. I just think Bernard Raymond's too old. There's also other guys who I think are kind of, you can line up with Bernard Raymond and potentially get later in the draft even a couple picks down the board. I think you could take Abe Lucas from Washington State. You could take Tyler Smith. There's a number of guys who are kind of in the same tier, and I think that that's kind of a that, – that is a blatant reach to me. I think that Trevor Penning is uh, – I think he's strides ahead of Bernard Raymond, to be honest, and I don't really – I don't see that being the pick, but in this draft, a lot of people have said that there's only about, like, 20 to 25 first-rounders, and maybe – Maybe at this point, the Saints are will willing to reach a little bit in order to fill a need. I guess I could see that being the case. Uh, I uh, think. Sorry, sorry. I I, I want to interject in here. I just I I think I I just don't think they're gonna just piggyback off Andrew. I just don't think they're gonna be able to put a tackle in at sixteen. Just even that position itself, given it's Bernard Raymond, take him out of the question. 
did they what did they trade to the Eagles to acquire that pick? You have to remember they traded a one next year as well. So they actually did not. Be, this that's not that's the that's the nineteen pick. They still trade all. I know, but okay, but yeah, but it, they didn't trade a first rounder for this pick. Yes, they did. Or they might have, but it would have been to Indy. This is Indy's pick. So that's the same thing. Yeah, no. In, this would have been Indianapolis's pick, but they traded for it. it. They traded Indianapolis for it. I'm not sure what went down, but they did. That sucks. Uh, that Gavin was realizing that the Colts picked right after that one, and um, they were seven and eight. <laughs> and can I can I can I say a little bit more about? I hear <laughs> I hear what you guys are saying. Okay, so. To clarify, you were talking about the Saints. They have Philadelphia's pick at 19. That's like that's we're on 16 now, uh, but it'd be easy to mix those up. Nope. So I understand that. But the point I'm trying to make is that yes, they made an investment into coming up into having two picks, but I think Bernard Raymond is a solid first round tackle, personally, and I think that in this draft that we have, it's very unique. I don't think the actual NFL draft is going to have as many tackles taken by pick 16 as we do. But we've had, what is it, six tackles in the first 16, including Bernhard Raymond. Um, and because of that, because of the slide on tackles, and because of where I value uh, Raymond, I'm going to pick him. Um, you know, I could have, you're right, I probably could have waited and gotten him or Tyler Smith, who was the only other guy who I think is even remotely in the conversation at this tier. And the only reason Tyler Smith is in that that tier is because his potential is just uh, – apparently offensive line coaches love him. He's very raw, though, so I personally think he's going to fall later in the first round. But Bernard Raymond, I think, is actually – is a legitimate first-round talent at tackle. And in three, or in three picks, after these next two, we could still have Jordan Davis on the board, unlikely – but you're still gonna have your selection of all the best, uh, all the best defensive talent that's still on the board, other than at maximum two guys who are missing. So I still think you get a good value for another position, in one of those positions that you guys were talking about, and you capitalize on a big position of need for your team with a guy that I think, I think you guys will see him go higher in the NFL draft on Thursday than, than you guys think, or from what it sounds like. Um, that one's one that I guess is an unpopular opinion, but that's why I did it. It's mostly because of the way this draft fell. I totally could see Bernard Raymond falling into the late first round, um, but I personally, I think he's, I think he's quite good and definitely worthy of being this draft possibly. But any other, any other things you guys wanted to say about my pick that you guys clearly uh, do not agree with? Yeah, I hate this pick. I'm waiting. To <laughs> yeah, uh, I just wanted to. Yeah, I mean, I guess I just wanted to hammer the point. Like, Philadelphia traded them the 16th and the 19th pick for the 18th pick. So, New Orleans wanted to get a first round pick. So, I don't know. I just I feel like it's hard to believe that they wanted they did that so they can settle for the fifth best offensive tackle in the draft. I think they have a bigger plan. I think they have a plan for an offensive player. If this ends up being the pick, I'm going to shit on the pick. You I think they have a plan for an offensive player? Who do you think they would take on the board? Do you think they would take a receiver? I think, yeah, I think they take a oh, wide receiver opposite fair. of Michael Thomas, and they try to win the division. 
it's a deep cut, so I don't know. That's fair. Uh, I think they, yeah, I, I personally, yeah, I think they have a better shot with the Packers. But, uh, anyways, 17, the Chargers, Andrew. Who uh, all right, we're halfway through the draft. The fall has been announced. Devin Lloyd coming off the board. In oh, my God. He's got the what? best wingspan out of all these guys. I don't know. You look at the Chargers roster, they're good. They don't have a ton of holes. I could see going guard here, but Devin Lloyd is too good to pass up. I just like, he kind of just coughs off the film. Everybody loves him. I mean, I don't. I would not. Jacoby's even is a little bit past. He only ran a 4-6. And a lot of times with these first round guys, you got to see him run a 4-5. But I think Devin Lloyd's just that guy. I think that, I think, I know linebackers are undervalued now, and they're not going to go that high. But Devin Lloyd is by far and away the best linebacker, I think. I don't know if you're the Chargers. It's kind of tough. This is definitely a tough pick. They go. I could see him going interior line as well. But I just like Devin Lloyd. I think they need help in the run game. They could get Khalil Mack. Uh, I think if Jordan Davis is here, they take him potentially. But they did also get Sebastian Joseph Day. So they have a lot of free agency additions. I think they actually said they want to go through the draft, which is hilarious. I wouldn't say I don't like the pick. I don't think it's going to happen, um, personally, because I don't think this is the best talent on the board. I'd rather have players like, uh, yeah, probably they don't need a guy like Arlonde or even Jacoby, or probably not. They have a pretty solid D-line, but still. Yeah, that's fair. That's not what I, I wouldn't die on that hill. I definitely think George Karloftis and Jordan Davis, though, um, are better players and a higher value, but for the Chargers specifically, I would I would expect them to not pick them, uh, but I would rather see them go with a Trent McDuffie, and I think they're a, a little more likely to do that, or a receiver, whoever they think is the best to go on the board. I'd probably go Trey Lance. They have J.C. Jackson on their team, and I think they, they really like Michael Pittman. I think you could put Trent McDuffie in the slot, but I don't think he's that And, you know, I think that's a fair point, but the real the real meat of the point that I'm trying to get at, and I, I haven't quite got there, is listing players that I would list, say as alternatives, but um, I just don't think that the Chargers value linebacker, like you mentioned. Uh, if you think about, like, Brandon Staley, he was the defensive coach of the Rams when they were the best defense in the NFL, uh, not last year, but the year before. Who was their linebacker? Nobody to write home about. He doesn't have a history of having linebacker prioritized in his systems, and he's been able to create the literal number one defense in the NFL with randos at linebacker for the Rams. So for, th for that reason, I just don't think it's a position that the Chargers value in any way. Um, not literal random people, but I know. It's tough with it's honestly a tough pick for the Chargers. I can yeah. see them trading 
Zach or even into the next year. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that's likely to happen because I just don't think there's anybody trading up. Maybe people will get, if there's like a run on a specific position, maybe that happens to a team. Too, but um, I could see somebody maybe getting trying to get up for a receiver. Especially since um, Bettman's up and falling, and the Bills probably don't want to go there if they get Zach. Because like, I'd say it's pretty likely that the Saints pick a receiver in the at 19. So maybe maybe somebody moves up to 17 to, to get past the, the Chargers to get a rec- the, the Saints to get a receiver. But I, I don't think that Devin Lloyd pick value-wise is terrible. It's not what I would do. I just don't think that there's any chance that uh, Los Angeles goes with a linebacker here. I just don't think they value them. That's I also think, as we were wondering, like, should Edward Jeffrey go up here? We love that Devin Lloyd. I think he's a very sound right tackle. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think that would be – I don't think that's crazy to say. Um, Gabby, what do you think about that situation and uh, the Philadelphia pick up next? I think Devin Lloyd's the good pick there, especially uh, Chargers had a really tough time guarding the run uh, last year, especially given their small front. Now, they did do some things this year, especially signing Sebastian Joseph Day, and I think Devin Lloyd's going to be able to hopefully plug those holes that um, Brandon Staley's defense likes to show for, to help guard the passing game. It's really susceptible to the run, and I think Devin Lloyd's the athlete to be able to plug in and stop the run but for the Eagles pick here at 18 um, I'm gonna go Trent McDuffie here on the defensive side of the ball but but, uh, before I lock that in Sam do you care can you um, mind running by like the top available players just for everybody yeah well I am just going on uh, PFF rankings so uh, don't don't at me with these don't say anything pretty accurate and never Never really whack. <laughs> Definitely they're, never they're, whack. They're pretty, they're pretty whack. Uh, number one, George Karloftis. Number two, Trent McDuffie. Three, Tyler Linderbaum. Four, Devontae Wyatt. Five, Nicobe Dean. Uh, Jordan Davis, Chris Olave, Sky Moore, Andrew Booth, Zion Johnson, Tyler Smith, Louis Cini, uh, Travis Jones, George Pickens, Geyer Elam, Jalen Petrie, Arnold Ebikati, Sam Howell, Leo Chanel, Daxton Hill, Nick Bonito, Kenyon Green, Jaquan Brisker, Desmond Ritter, Kenny Pickett, Drake Jackson, Josh Josh Pascal, Quay Walker, Traylon Burks, Boye Mafe, Brian Asmoa, Abraham Lucas, David Ojabo, and Troy Anderson. So those are about the top Twenty-five or so. Um, so those are all the names of those who are left. If you like guards, if you want a guard, we got you some guards. That's for sure. There's definitely some dudes in this room <laughs> who play right now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. But yeah. Trent McDuffie. Trent McDuffie here. Yeah. They they need a corner. Um, I Great think pick. there's a wide receiver here. I was flirting with the option of picking a running back here. It is a little early, I understand, but they need to pick a running back. Miles Sanders is not the real deal. Hall and Kenneth Walker, yes, they are the, those, I think those are the two guys, and I think it's a huge drop-off in the running back class. I think those two guys have a chance to be top five in the NFL, and, and then I think afterwards it'll be two of running backs. So, I would actually never pick a running back in the first round if I was the Cowboys. Well, I mean, if, Sa- if Saquon Barkley fell to 32, I 
I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm just saying you would I never do it. You, you're not. You're not. You telling me there's no situation that could possibly come up that you think of that you would take over and don't use Vietnam. I don't think so. So I don't know if that's a smart decision. But on the on the pick that we're on, uh, pick 18, Trent McDuffie to the Eagles. Um, I mean, it sounds like we all think that's a great pick. I, again, would not be considered a running back, but Trent McDuffie, I think, has only fallen this far because of his, his measurables. He's got those short arms, um, and I think people are scared of that. Obviously, he might be limited um, at, 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 at outside coverage, but he'll be an excellent slot receiver. I think he'll be he's a very safe pick that you're going to get late in the draft. So I, I think that's a great pick for the, for the Eagles at, at number 10. Uh, next pick in the draft, we got the Saints again. This is apparently my my team. Um, so, <laughs> Andrew's trying to tell me to pick Matt Corral over here. Um, I think I'm honestly gonna go with with Jordan Davis. Uh, Jordan Davis is just the best player on the board. I could go with receiver here, and I'm really tempted uh, by receiver, but I I just think that. I just think that Jordan Davis is too good. He's he's a guy who could go potentially top 10. Likely he goes top 15. Um, he's just the best player on the board in my opinion right now. So I'm going to go Jordan Davis out of Georgia. Yeah, I like the pick. I don't think he falls this far, but if he does, he's probably probably one of the last spots that he could fall to because he's just that good. He's probably going to not fall this far. I was pointing out to Sam the big Matt say it yeah i love matt corral he's my number one quarterback i mentioned that malik willis was not my number one he's my number two um, and that's because matt corral is my number one play action beast got an awesome arm can release it faster than anybody else in the draft that's the only one to play action again i don't i if you base that if you took that at, at like college coaches decisions as gospel then you would also think that um dwayne haskins is going to be way better than Joe Burrow because Dwayne Haskins beat out Joe Burrow at Ohio State and Joe Burrow had to transfer so Joe Burrow can't be anywhere as good as um, as Haskins. Wait, who's Dwayne Haskins? Joe Burrow. Uh, okay, I was just talking about his play on the field. That is a very sad thing that happened though. Uh, but anyways, um, and then if you go even in this draft, if you think Trayvon Walker is good, then you can't. I don't think you can use the play action. Argument against Matt Corral if you think Trayvon Walker is good because Trayvon Walker, he had no pass rush uh, production in college, and in, in my opinion, that's just because that's not the way that the Georgia coaches used him. Is they didn't have him go after the passer; they didn't just let him go free. That's not what they had him do, and that's not Trayvon Walker's fault at all. Um, and so that that's kind of the same logic I use with Matt Corral. I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. Chris is just he uses too much play action. Uh, but we are not talking about Matt Corral. There are talking three <laughs> other quarterbacks who are throwing the ball as well as Joe Burrow and Matt Corral. It's a little bit more than that. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, though, that you can't take everything that a coach says as gospel. But you could also go back to what I said about Dwayne Haskins and Joe Burrow. I don't know all the examples off the top of my head, but those are two pretty big ones, I think. Um, but anyways, Jordan Davis, back on him, going to the Saints. Do you guys have anything to say other than um, – it sounds like we all think that he probably fell – 
a little bit farther than he actually will. Um, but do I hear any dissenting opinions? Anybody that I should have taken? Um, a wide receiver probably should have taken Chris Olave here. And also Jordan Davis, you have to understand he's kind of an athletic freak, but like a D tackle that eats up space is how important it is today to the NFL. Unless you're Huge. literally Aaron Donald, who's the greatest defensive player of our generation, probably. I think J.J. Watt also gets slept on a little bit. Let's not forget how dominant he was there for a little bit. But Monte Davis as well, obviously a legend in his own way. But um, <laughs> hey, Dave. But hey, um, hey, watch this. I'm honestly I surprised that no one has brought up DJ Moore yet in this current draft. <laughs> <laughs> all in all, I, I do think um, I think uh, I think the Saints again. I, I've I've been stating all along they tra- I think they made this trade up in the draft and they had 18 to get 16 and 19 from the Eagles and they trade away 18 and a pick next year. To get impact players, I I do think Jordan Davis is an impact player, but how much of an impact can that defensive tackle really be? He has to be really fucking good to be to be impactful, and I think that's just a high bar for him to hit. Yeah, I think that's a good. I think that's a really good point. Actually, that makes me consider my uh, reconsider a little bit, but um, I would still probably stick with it just because I'm I'm strongly of the opinion that if you start drafting for need, you're gonna probably draft the wrong player. Um, and we know that there's a lot of players that do not work out. So I, I usually don't. I wouldn't want to go. I wouldn't want to fall in value uh, for a need when there's a guy that I I rate so much higher than Jordan Davis on the board, um, which is kind of hypocritical of me because I mentioned uh, Raymond already. But yes. But I think that there's also, um, I think tackles a premium position, and I don't think that about wide receiver. That's partly why I think. I'm starting to think you, you should start thinking like that, especially with – I think we're going to see a lot of wide receivers in this draft. Personally, I think we could see six. That's Just because of how much they cost now these days, teams aren't going to be willing to pay the price that they're going to go, and they're going to come in the draft to pick it up. No, I, I, totally, I totally agree for the most part. I just think there's so many good receivers that you don't need to reach for one. There's guys that I'd be happy to have on my team still that are going to continue to fall, I think, into the second round. Uh, I don't even know if the Saints even have a second-round pick. but um, And, of course, like you, I, I do think the point that you mentioned about them trading up for like an impact offensive player does make sense. Um, I don't know if they have that second-round pick, but I do think there are still guys left on the board that are going to continue to fall until the late, late end of the first round, even into the second maybe even the third, um, a wide receiver that are, that are good, um, that are usable and can help your team. And I think Michael Thomas coming back is obviously going to be hopefully huge for the squad. Um, again, I just think I just think Jordan Davis is way too good to pass up here. Uh, so I guess, yeah. I, I, yeah. I want to wrap this up just by saying that Jordan Davis, you got to keep in mind his nickname is Godzilla. And if you remember a year ago, Godzilla did actually No, not quite yet. Um, yeah, I just don't think that I would have gone with uh, a receiver because I personally think Traylon Burks is probably the best receiver on the board. I just think, um, 
I think he's probably going to continue to fall. I think there's receivers like Sky Moore that are out there and George Pickens that are going to also continue to fall that are quite interesting. Um, and Jordan Davis is just too good of a value to pass up, which is why I took him. So I guess in the real NFL draft, I think it's probably likely we see a receiver um, in one of these Saints picks. But how it fell in our draft, I just thought the value was too good of Jordan Davis. And I think that Bernard Raymond um, at a tackle position is just too much of a need um, to pass up, even though I don't like Pickens or Davis. So, next pick, Andrew, you are the Steelers. All right, I got Kenny Pickett. Not really, uh, definitely not a me pick. I don't want to attach my name to this, but I think that Andrew, Pittsburgh Andrew is Bigelow picked Kenny Pickett to Pittsburgh. And I think that Kenny Pickett, he's just going to, he's just a Pittsburgh guy. And so I think, I don't know, I think that Pittsburgh does need a quarterback. I, I hear that they're comparable with Trubisky. I don't know if anybody else is. I just don't see them sticking with Kenny, with, uh, with Trubisky. I think they got to bring in another guy. I think if they ideally, in the most ideal Pittsburgh scenario, they would have got all these guys, and they're sitting at 20, and all their guys have all been hypothetically making the possibility. Uh, and I think in that case, it would take the Steelers to have a massive jump. But I don't really have too much to say about it. He's not my favorite guy, but he is the most solid quarterback in the draft right now. Uh, I think if Malik Willis isn't there at this point, it's not complete. Uh, I think the Steelers are very, very sad. That who they their real hope is to get Bill Baldwin. Um, I don't think they go quarterback here if they don't get Malik Willis. If they do, I think it'd be Matt Corral. Um, I think he's going under the radar, but I think he is valued by NFL teams. I think he's going ba- under the radar though with the media. So personally, I would have gone with Matt Corral if I went quarterback, um, but would have not gone. Well, I don't know if Pittsburgh runs a But either way, I don't think that – I definitely think that Pittsburgh runs a play-action scheme, and I don't know if criticism is there really. But anyways, um, I personally would have not gone quarterback here. I just think the va- there's not a good value there other than Matt Corral, who I think is still probably not valued by the NFL to the point to take him in the top 20. But, yeah, that's personally how I feel. Gabby? Yeah, um, I think they're going to pick Kenny Pickett here if he's here at 20. Quarterback from Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh connection. Uh, yeah, I think he's they could that they need a quarterback this year. Pittsburgh has been pretty bad for a short amount of time. I think Kenny Pickett's ready to take the job over. So yeah, if they're gonna make that pick, he's there. I, I do I do not. I think if anything, Kenny Pickett does not end up with the Steelers. I just think that he's not better than Mitch Trubisky. So yeah, that's my personal opinion. That's probably going out on a limb because Mitch Trubisky sucked last time he played. But anyways, uh, next pick, Gabby, 21, New England. New England here, they're taking a wide receiver. I guess they spent a lot of money, you know, weapons in the offseason. But they need young talent, and they're going with Chris Olave here. They need speed, and they need it real fast. Chris Olave, 4-2 guy, he can work in the slot, he can work the outside. He's been productive for multiple years now with multiple quarterbacks, and I think he, I think he has the opportunity to be a really good wide receiver. He just feels like a Patriots guy, someone who's just gonna 
pocket worthy of somebody who's been a four-year guy working, grinding every day for the Los Buckeyes. So I think this is the pick here, and uh, I think Mac Jones is going to be really so, uh, happy to have another weapon here. Um, personally, I would have gone with Carl Loftus. I think he's like by far the best player on the board at this point. I think his fall right now is pretty is a little, it's kind of crazy. So I would have gone for him. Um, and Chris Olave again, not my favorite receiver on the board, but not a bad pick. I don't hate it. Andrew, in my mock, I have Nakobe Dean, even though everybody kind of or not every actually everybody loves Nakobe Dean to be honest, and I just think that Nakobe Dean. I mean, if Nakobe Dean and Devin Lloyd, there's going to be drop-off between them. Those two guys said there's an even more significant drop-off after those guys. So, I mean, everyone says that Nakobe Dean is basically a defensive coordinator on the field for uh, for Georgia. And I don't know if you guys remember, there was a video that surfaced of Bill Belichick walking through Roquan Smith, another uh, Georgia linebacker, running through Bill, and he actually smiled. I know. It's crazy. Unheard of. I just think that Bill Belichick secretly has a knack for these Georgia linebackers, and I think that this is a good position to take in 21. It's a little bit maybe early, but I think this is about the right pick there. Let me just – I I mean, my wide receiver pick, I mean, let me defend it here for a little bit just because – I do like, I I do like uh, Olave, though. I think he's awesome. He could easily be the best wide receiver in the class. He reminds me a lot of Jalen Ramsey. That's a nice guy. Yeah, he's very explosive as well, and especially when you look at that division now with what Miami was able to do, getting Tyreek Hill, and let's be honest, I know I talked about Mac Jones a little bit there uh, earlier in this podcast, but they need to get more explosive. Mac Jones is now looking, the offense now is probably the third best in this division, and now he needs to get more explosive, which is probably one of his biggest hindrance going into this, uh, going into last year, and it kind of showcased itself throughout the entire year. Yeah, Mac Jones had a good rookie year, but Let's be real. It was an average year. It was a very average quarterback year. So they need to get more explosive, and I think Chris Olave is the guy here. Yeah, George Bloftus might be might be rated a little bit higher, but a defense a defensive end isn't going to help that team in the long run. I think getting more explosive and maybe hitting on a wide receiver, somebody who's going to be able to get a thousand yards and actually get separation on a cornerback hit, would be something to help Mac Jones out as a as he progresses. Yeah, guys with speed like that, they can actually play in the actual lineman depth when Chase is obviously is on the depth already, but I think he's still Tyreek Hill's speed guy. I think that's kind of killed the baby stuff a little bit. And, and yeah, I do agree. I do agree, honestly. I think Mac Jones would be a little bit better than Chris Olave. I mean, obviously, it'd be nice to have an upgrade on your number one dude, but I think that would be way better. Yeah, I don't feel like a jerk. <laughs> Uh, I personally, the only thing I just, I think this is, uh, you're totally spot on. Biggest need, for sure, on the Patriots. Why they did get Devontae Parker. Uh, they did get Devontae Parker, though, which is a big deal. Um, and I do think, I just would, I would have rather had Traylon Burks, personally. That's that's where I'm at with it. Um, but Chris Olave, the second receiver for me that's still on the board. Um, and then I mentioned Karloftis, who I just think is just too good of a value to pass up. But that's the reason. Him, not because of the need, um, but I, I do think you're right. This is a huge deal for their their offense, um, and so I definitely don't see how you could hate the pick uh, for Chris Olave or for the Patriots. Two things though before we move on or for before I'm ready to move on. First, uh, Mac Jones' season last year was excellent, um, 
Second, um, I was going to wait to say this until later, but since you brought up N'Kobe Dean, I just wanted to say on the record, on the podcast, Quay Walker going before N'Kobe Dean and will be better. That's my opinion. And my opinion wow. is today. Yeah. Wait. You oh, said wait. That? No, excuse me. Uh, yeah, sorry. But, yeah, I just didn't want to move on before anybody else. You had any closing thoughts, but I can gladly move on to Dean. Wait, I just gotta make. Did you really say? Is the pod recording when you said that? Yeah, Quay Walker is is better and will be going before Kobe Dean. I think that. Okay. I don't know. I I'm just saying it with that much confidence, to show. I don't act. I'm not like that. Con- I'm. You know, this is the NFL draft. Anything can happen. But my prediction, and I'm feeling good about it, is that Quay Walker will be going before, um, before Kobe Dean. But. Thoughts before I move on, and yes, I did want to make sure the pod was recording to get that on the record. Uh, but any last thoughts? Sounds like we're probably ready to move on That's to Dean Bay. Awesome. I'm gonna go with, and this is the biggest need pick of all time. But I just think I just have no idea how, or not of all time. It just basically goes against everything I just said about the Patriots. Um, but I'm gonna go with Traylon Burks, wide receiver. Even though, again, still George Karlovkis on the board is awesome in my opinion. Still falling. Um, but I just think you're stupid if you're Green Bay and you don't pick a wide receiver. You're, you're obviously your whole franchise is Aaron Rodgers, and you need to give him some help. Um, so Traylon Burks, I think he's better than Olave personally, um, but they're pretty close. Man, I just realized I'm really bad at math, and I'm not gonna have the balls to like think about that stuff. But um, yeah, I really wanted Chris Olave to be here, but I didn't think that was a good pick because they had Aaron Rodgers last year and Chris Olave, and that would be so good. Sammy Watkins being there would have just been like perfect for me if I had somebody like that next year. Yeah. Any uh, any thoughts on Traylon Burks, Kelly? No, I think it's a good picture given the value. I think he's the last wide receiver before you cut off that tier of the second tier wide receivers there. So I think yeah, it's a good pick. I think uh, I think Sky Moore. I think he's kind of small. I think if he was bigger, he would uh, he would probably be in that conversation. Anyways, next pick, number 23, Gabby, Cardinals, who are you thinking? Or Andrew, excuse me, Andrew Cardinals, what, what am I saying, sorry. I was secretly hoping wow. that Gabby would just take that pick, but then yeah, I could almost have the out there. to wrap around and that would have been great, but I guess I'm just going to take George Karlofkis just because I think that the, I think that the Cardinals kind of suck a little bit, and uh, to be honest, they just need good players, and so the best thing to do is take the best guy on the board. J.J. Watt's probably going to be there forever. You're trying to not get him, which is not an option for you. Um, so I think George Karlofkis is great. Uh, you get more pressure. It never hurts, um, especially when you have a guy like – you're going to have a guy like Matty Stafford who's more of a pocket passer, and then you're going to have to go up against uh, whoever is Seattle Cowboys. It's going to be a zone guy, and whatever you can get pressure on him, that's going to be your defense. And that always works out well. And then with the Niners, they're also going to have a zone defense, and so you want to get pressure on both of them. So this is – this just kind of adds to their D-line. I think that they add to a pretty good secondary, and I think that, honestly, Cardinals' defense getting better doesn't hurt. I think that they can easily take the wide receiver here as well. 
Tell me who it is. All right. Well, this next pick for the Cowboys here, um, if they are able to get this pick here at 24 and this guy is available, they need to run in the card right away because not only is he the best player available and they don't have any glaring holes, he's also probably, if they were to have him, is their biggest need. This guy retired a couple years ago, Travis Frederick. So oh, man, I know who it is. You're the same guy. They're taking Tyler Lindenbaum. <laughs> and they're just—they're replacing their Hall of Fame center with a potentially a future Hall of Fame center. This dude is was probably a top five college football player the past few years, but he's just a center, so you don't get the love that most football players do. But he's kind of small, but he's just so good out from Iowa. A good O line too, like shows they are able to produce big people. So Tyler Lindebaum is definitely. But if Traylon Burks is there, I think it's a conversation. Yeah, Traylon Burks is definitely really intriguing. Um, yeah, for the Cowboys, they did just lose their boy, but yeah, I think Tyler Lindebaum. The one, the one slight pushback I have is that they do have Tyler Diaz status, or last, however you say that. I don't really know, um, and he's been pretty solid for them. But he's no Tyler Lindebaum. I think. I don't know if you've seen the video. pick on the clock we have Andrew Mr. Math himself uh, or excuse me we have Andrew Stills but I'm going to give it to Andrew Mr. Math himself so Andrew swap me uh, you can have the Bills pick I, I will take the Titans I feel like we might have the same next pick as well potentially but I'll let you decide that um, but I'm going to take Andrew Booth Andrew Booth is such a baller oh my god the Bills get him that would be the best and I, I thought you guys were maybe going to get this pick and take Brees Hall if that happens I'm going to cry because, like I said, I don't, I don't like running backs in the first round. I was a little bit excited, I'll admit, when the reports started last year that some of the picks might be Travis Etienne, but obviously the glaring need for the Bills is cornerback because Tredavious White might be out for a little bit, and Dane Jackson, honestly, he's good, but, you know, competition brings out the best of us. They have those slot corners in Teron Johnson. I think you bring in Andrew Booth, you have him and Dane Jackson fight for them in the one drop. You only think that can come out of Personally, I would have definitely gone. Well, actually, can can you tell me, Andrew, what's the state of uh, Buffalo's interior D line? 
Jesus Christ. Okay. So then that answers that. I was definitely gone with recall. <laughs> and I, I just think that they're I think that what the Chiefs tried to do when they, they decided to do Polaris, who I think just turned out to not be as good as they thought. Um but I think the thought process isn't the same. You're just one you're one player, one offense away from potentially a Super Bowl. I think recall is that one player from Bills. I would have definitely done that and I think that that not only would help them potentially get over that AFC championship hump, get into the Super Bowl, um, but I also think it makes it easier on them in the regular season. They had some crappy losses in the regular season, um, and I don't think necessarily they go undefeated if they get recalled, but I think, you know, you get him and you're able to beat some of those teams that aren't aren't quite as good. You have another dimension to your team, um, and also you save Josh Allen's body a little bit more this year. And we lost Levi Wallace. That's a good, that is helpful for Andrew Booth. Sorry, that took me for I was confused for a second because I was talking about recall. But yes, that makes sense. Um, I was going off. Sorry, um, but yeah, I just think you recall would get them over the hump. But the Bills are an awesome team regardless of who they pick here. So also, this is a good time to bring this up. I would rather see the Bills take Brian Robinson in the third round or James Cook in the in maybe even the third or fourth round than recall Randy. I think that that would be so. Because, because the last couple of times they've taken a running back in the last three or four rounds has worked out so well. I, I think they need really to go like Chris Hall in the first round. Motor has been good, and people haven't really given him the credit he deserves. Zach Moss okay, has no, been stop, stop, underwhelming. Stop. But obviously, Devin Singletary, Andrew, not a lot of people get to Andrew, watch him. He's good. Devin Singletary Andrew, is not Andrew, big enough he's to good be for what he is. Bill's house. Andrew, we're being an NFL podcast about being a Bills fan. Also, <laughs> if we look at the best running backs in the NFL, <laughs> it's Andrew, probably Andrew. it's probably Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry. And guess what? They weren't picked in the first round. There's no way that I would be okay um, with the Bills taking recall. That would be a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire-esque pick. Uh, when no, it would be a Najee Harris-esque pick. And I, that's a huge upset. There's and I not. Think that's, and I think that's the pick that the Bills need to make. Recall is with his receiving ability. I think it's the perfect move there. The running backs that the Bills have are obviously have not been good. But Josh Allen is still your Josh best Josh Allen running back. is our best running back. What are you talking That's about? That's a problem. Great. That's the problem. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's like, better. Okay. No. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure, but not You'd rather have Lamar ball. Jackson than Josh Allen? No, I didn't say that. But it just, yeah, that's not the but, point that Gabby uh, was trying to make. Yeah, I was just trying to make that point. <laughs> That running the football, like Brees Hall needs you need Brees Hall. You need a, a dynamic running back, somebody who can get you a thousand yards and eight touchdowns, somebody who's going to demand that safety come down the box. Because Devin Singletary and Zach Moss definitely do not do that. Zach Moss is getting no coaches to take these no playing downs this year. Like I don't healthy understand scratches. how you can, uh, Yeah, how you can sit here with a straight face and try to argue with your running back. I'm not even really trying to be mean to, you know, Brees Hall. I, more like the, the drop-off between Brees Hall and, like, Brian Robinson. And it's James big. It's not that big. Yes, it is. And even Kenneth Walker. Like, I'd rather have Kenneth big. Walker, to be honest. It is, because you made the same argument when Devin Singletary was getting drafted and Zach Moss was getting drafted. And I bet we will look back and 
mean, obviously the Chiefs. I don't think the Bills were ever like, oh, look at this five foot nine running back. He's our bell cow. I don't think they were ever like that. It just kind of ended up being that way just because he has that motor. And that's a terrible situation to be in. I mean, if you if I just look at it this way, like it's not a rushing. If the Bills, yes, it is. There are teams that have great rushing attacks that are very very good. I, the point that I would make is that it's not about changing the Bills' identity at all. It's just that everybody but and their mother knows it doesn't. Everybody and their mother knows what the Bills are going to try to do. They're going to try to throw the ball down your throat because they have, they have the one of the worst running games in the entire NFL. And they can't stop them. Have you seen them in the playoffs? Yes, they, they can't. They great. didn't. They. The Bills yeah, lost Jimmy score they on lost like to the two drives out of their entire they, playoff performance. They lost. Yeah, to and the if they could run the ball. I think it might have been just been able to that win that game. What are you What are we talking about here? They couldn't yeah, run the ball out. I have no idea how you could talk true. early. I just think that if you have a second aspect of your offense, I definitely don't think that's true. And I definitely watched the game very close when it started. Well, I think we all did. Um, and <laughs> if the Bills were not one dimensional on offense, things might have been a little different. I think that's what you're saying. But anyways, yeah, I didn't. I didn't agree that they don't need that dimension. It's just like. It is Brees Aldridge that's so good. What's his dead set? I don't know what he does with dead set anymore. I he runs that, the football. Oh, okay. Didn't he set, like, <laughs> records for uh, The running back yardage? runs the football well. Okay. And he, I guess he broke and he records that were not really true. He has great vision. He has and great also, you're the one who said that you don't even track stats. Like, what? That's not consistent at all. Well, I'm just saying, you said what did he do well. You don't do think well? that production matters in college. That's what you said. No, I didn't. I said it didn't make or break. It's not everything. Okay, you're softening your stance. That's fine. I agree. I think production matters, but to to a Big Ten running back, no, not really. I don't think it matters that much. No, I yeah. don't think ma- production matters that much. <laughs> That's not the point I was trying to make. You're saying what does Brees? You asked the question, what does Brees Hall even do well? It does a lot. He would set records for amount of for production. I believe he has records for production. He has a yardage record. I'm not sure if it's a school record or a conference record. I want to say it's a school record, but I don't want to fight him. It's, I, I think he has the Iowa State rushing record. Well, I'm not interested in David Montgomery either. So, I mean, unless you can David hand it to him on a silver the, plate, I'm not interested in that. Why are we talking about David Montgomery? He's on the Bills. Yeah, but that's whose record you would have beat. Okay. Uh, that's, okay. That's, all right, that's not the point we're trying to make at all. We're not trying to say – I'm not trying to say that Brees Hall is better or worse than, um, than David Montgomery. I'm trying to say that he clearly – has the ability to run the ball and get yardage, and that is something the Bills have lacked for the last several years. But uh, we have talked this pick to death for sure. It is going to happen. Uh, <laughs> moving on to our next pick, I almost almost forgot who I was going to pick. I almost I'm going to pick Devonte Wyatt. Um, I could see him falling this far in actuality due to some off-field issues, but I definitely think he will go higher. Um, I definitely think he's more talented than the 26th pick as far as uh, I don't think he's the 26th best player in this draft. I think he'd be higher than that. Um, so Devontae Wyatt, I think that's a pretty pretty easy pick for Tennessee. If I was going to go in another direction, it would have been uh, for probably a, a guard. I would have probably gone uh, just looking at the board, trying to make sure I don't forget anybody, but probably would have gone Zion Johnson um, if that next pick or if uh, Devontae Wyatt was not available. Um, but I think he's just really good. There are some off-field issues, but 
the Titans have quite a few needs that could be filled, and they could bring some. So, uh, any thoughts on that? I don't really like the pick. I like the player, uh, Nani Blaze, but I don't think that's necessarily filling that much of a need for them. I mean, they have Jeffrey Simmons, Kaniko Rodriguez, which I feel is very middle. Um, and then on the outside, they have Buddy Freed and Alonzo Mourning, and, and that's pretty good. Um, I think that I would have picked Traylon Burks, too. I totally thought we were on the same page potentially there, but uh, Traylon Burks is sliding no doubt. Uh, I feel like I feel like if the Niners trade... Traylon if they, Burks. If the Niners Tra- Traylon trade, Burks is gone. They're so oh, really? Traylon Burks went to 22nd to Green oh, Bay. Oh, I like that, too. Okay, but in my own mock draft, I had Traylon Burks going there. Uh, I think so it's shaping out a little differently, obviously, but differently, obviously. And there's obviously character to still get Devontae Wyatt, probably more than any other first-round player. But, uh, yeah, he's a good player. And this is kind of a guy who the Titans would take. The Titans last couple of years have only taken physical ass players, and that's literally a defensive tackle, I guess. But I don't see them taking help because it doesn't really address a need. And I think that, I mean, the Titans always seem to be contenders, so you can't really, you can't really ever say that they're not contenders. I think that those guys that you mentioned, Nico Autry and uh, uh, Jeffrey Simmons, could fill the middle. I don't think that they necessarily want them to always. I mean, Jeffrey um, Simmons is one of the better interior rushers in the NFL last year. I know. You can move around. You can move around. He's probably the, arguably the second best at, at offense. He can move around, and you can have more than one interior rusher there. And if uh, Jeffrey Simmons is still sitting on your depth chart on the D-line or the edge or inside, I feel like it would help out. I would have been just as happy with Zion Johnson still. Yeah, I could. I definitely see them filling the other wide receiver situation with that. But anyways, Gabby, um, any thoughts? Um, no. All right, then hit me with the Bucks pick at number twenty-seven. Bucks pick at number twenty-seven. We are gonna go with. Is Kenyon Green still on the board? He is. Yes. Yeah, we're going to go here, and we're just going to replace Adam Harper here. Not really any big needs except that one glaring one, so we're going to take the highly touted and former projected uh, Kenyon Green. He actually, reading this, was a projected wide receiver and then got really, really big in high school and then became an offensive lineman. So I assume he's got pretty quick feet, so... Uh, yeah, Tampa Bay is going to take Texas A&M's uh, Kenyon Green here. Interesting pick. I love the choice of guard. Would have personally probably gone uh, for uh, Zion Johnson, like I mentioned earlier. Um, but, yeah, I think they're both pretty pretty darn equal. So, I like that pick. Andrew, any thoughts? Misheard you. Do you say you would rather have Kenyon Green or Zion Johnson? Didn't didn't you say Zion Johnson or Kenyon Green? Yeah, I did. I yeah. misheard you. Yeah, I'd go with either of those guys. Are we going on preference then? No, I don't know. I mean, it's tough for. I think that obviously I favor the pass rush over the run, but I wouldn't. I would not think of going Zion Johnson just because if Tom Brady's getting older, they probably need more of a need for a pass rush, and it feels like Tom Brady's about to go to the Dolphins next year. But. <laughs> 
So with the next pick at 28, Packers, uh, I'm going to go with the other guard we discussed, so probably don't need to spend too much time on this one, but I'm going to go with Zion Johnson. Uh, of course, the Packers in this draft, they already got uh, Traylon Burks, so just getting a good offensive lineman um, to add to the team, to adding uh, some strength to the offensive line is rarely a bad idea, and I think he's probably the best, or I, I definitely think he's the best player uh, available on the board still, so thought about uh, Zion Smith there as well. I think I think that's a good call out. The reason I didn't go with it is because I don't think Zion Smith is ready to play year one. Um, not that the Packers necessarily have to have somebody play year one, but I definitely think that's a boost since they are in their Super Bowl window right now with Aaron Rodgers. So um, I don't think they I would think they would rather have the guy who is better now. Um, and for that reason I feel like giving it to Zion Johnson. I also feel like they're approaching an edge rush in the draft. probably see one more edge by the end of the first round and I really don't think we're going to see a run all that soon but maybe early on in the second round I could see that um, that's pretty soon to me yeah but I just mean I don't I wouldn't be rushing I'm just saying I don't think the edge rushers I don't think we're going to see any maybe one in the rest of this draft is what I was trying to say but anyways um, next pick we got Andrew up on the clock for Kansas City Kansas City has two picks here that they likely won't keep. Uh, I think that Kansas City, I think you're looking to replace, uh, you're looking to replace Tyreek. You're looking to replace Tyler Matthew, even though you got Jordan Reed. I think that watching the Bills game, I don't think just having Jordan Reed is going to fix that. I think you could go Jackson Hill or Jahan Dotson here, uh, depending on how they trade out, how the draft's shaping up. But I think likely Jahan Dotson. I think they just kind of need, they kind of just need a wide receiver. Personally, I uh, this is probably my one of my least favorite picks of yours throughout the draft, and not to hate, but I do think that 
he's the fourth best receiver on the board right now. So I think you, I think a major, yeah, I think Sky Moore, George Pickens, and Christian Watson are all better than than. I actually think that George Pickens falls to the point of merit that you guys can put up with each other. You can interview well with him, and that's a lot of speculation. But yeah, obviously, if that is true, then I would think that, um, I would think that obviously George Pickens would fall past him, uh, Jahan Dotson. That is, um, and actually, you know. I still, even if you take George Pickens out of it, I still think uh, Jahan Dotson is the fourth best. Cause I actually also think Alec Pierce is better than Jahan Dotson. So I am really, I'm obviously, I didn't realize you guys were so high on Jahan Dotson, to be honest. Um, so that's kind of a surprise to me. Um, but, you know, I yeah, think. Most people are. I think it's more of a surprise to us than you are, mostly. No, when the. We're looking at pro football focus, but like you said, pro football focus is kind of like. Yeah, I'm just saying, I mean, Pro Football Focus, who aggregates a bunch of mock drafts, not if it's, not saying they're, like, super accurate, but I'm just saying they don't, they didn't have him in the top three either, um, so, remaining players. I, again, I don't hate it. If you pick a guy that you love, like, these, these receivers that are on the board, I think they're really close, a lot of them, like, even beyond, even the players, like, beyond, um, Jahan Dotson, I think a lot of those guys still are pretty close in talent. So I, I really think that in this kind of group, even if you're not picking the guy that I have rated the highest, I think if you pick the guy that you like, that you trade for, that you want, in that will fit in your offense, then that's fine. So if the Chiefs, Chiefs feel like Jahan Dotson is better than all the guys remaining on the board, it's not what I would do. And I certainly, certainly would draft Christian Watson way higher than Jahan Dotson. So I'd be, I'd be annoyed by that. But pretty much anybody else, um, on the list, I could see them. I could understand how somebody would rather have them than, or rather have Jahan Dotson than the other guys on the list. Even though I like players like Sky Moore better. So, anyways, uh, Gabby, anything else to add? And if not, hit us with the second Chiefs pick. Uh, nothing to add other than I'm just gonna go right into that Chiefs pick. I was thinking exactly with Andrew. Um, if he was gonna pick a wide receiver. Hopefully he would have picked Jahan Dotson. He's just he's the best wide receiver on the board here. He's explosive in and out of the breaks. He fits what the Chiefs are trying to do. He's able to get the ball out of the backfield. He's an electric punt returner. I think he's the pick here. And they just need one more weapon. Yeah, you might want to pick Christian Watson, who might have a little bit more upside. But I think Jahan Dotson has uh, Jahan Dotson has enough upside, but just also has enough floor. To where you, you know you know he's gonna produce year one. He's gonna get you numbers and he's gonna get you some touchdowns as well. So I think he's the pick. But also piggyback off of Andrew's second point, Daxton Hill, um, very very good safety out of Michigan State, very versatile as well when it comes to how he can uh, cover the run and the pass. And they need a diff- they need a new safety over there on the other side of Juan Thor uh, on the other side of Jordan Hill because Juan Thor and Hill slash Jaden. Sorensen have not cut it out in the last few years, so they can get Daxon Hill, plug him in at safety, and plug get their two biggest needs filled at the end of the first round. I don't think they trade out of these picks because I don't think anybody's going to trade up into these picks, honestly. Okay. I don't think the quarterbacks are worth that, so I do think these are two picks the Chiefs are going to take, but I, I think these are two really good picks for them. And honestly, this is kind of Daxon Hill's home for a little bit. He 
I definitely think Dax Doohill go, could, if the board fell exactly as it, it did for us through 28, I definitely would think Dax Doohill would be one of these picks um, at 29 or 30. But I actually do think at the end of the, the first round, I do actually think that it starts to become more of a possibility for a team to trade down. And I understand that the quarterbacks, a lot of people don't think they're worth it, but I think if you're going to take a shot on one of these guys, probably developmental player. And because of that, you're probably going to really want that fifth round, uh, or not that fifth round, that fifth year option, just so you have a little bit more time with the guys to decide what you're going to do with them. Uh, so I think if you're going to pick a quarterback in this draft, I think you're thinking about um, trading into the first round. And at the at very end of the first round, I don't think it costs that much to trade out. Um, I don't think that the Chiefs would be too upset if they had to take a, a maybe a future draft pick and a second rounder and still get Jahan Dotson in the second round um, and get an extra draft pick to allow this. So I really think that that could happen um, just because I think the fifth year option for quarterbacks is interesting. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much uh, all I had to say. Although I did want to shout out, uh, Gabby, your your description. Jahan Dotson has the upside. I should have said that. I think, I think all these receivers have a huge upside and that's what I think is not all of them but all the ones we've really talked about I think they all have huge upside the floors are different very like very different places but I think the way like the, the upside is there for all these guys um so yeah take the guy you want I, I like the way you put that I do feel like um every team when they've been evaluated by draft analysts is probably thinking John Mechie's in the second to the third round That's probably true. Um, <laughs> Not every team can have John Mechie. <laughs> I guess I misunderstood. <laughs> I thought you said everybody had them in the second. Anyway, Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati. Taking the corner. I don't. I don't think I gotta look at the corners who are still available, but I don't think there's a corner worth it on the on the board here anymore. Yeah, there's not for me. I sometimes consider the linebacker position, but I know that the Bengals fans hate that, and I, I think that the organization has more faith in their linebackers um, than the outside um, people outside of Cincinnati might think. Um, and I, I uh, linebackers, I said corner there. I apologize, but um, I am going to go with. don't think there's a cornerback that's good enough, honestly, to, uh, I could go Kyler Gordon. Oh, Elon used to trade the, the guy by DFF, but. I don't like, don't love Kyler Elon. Kind of, I didn't realize, I forgot about Jonah Williams. I had my guy. My guy who I was locked in on was, uh, Smith, um, the tackle, but that's obviously not going to work out anymore. Um, let's see here. go with I am going to go with the corner and I'm going to go with Jalen Armour Davis and it's a little bit of a sleeper the Alabama corner but I think he's the best corner available and I definitely think that Kyrie Elam is overrated um, and so yeah I went with Jalen Armour Davis 
Um, I think that one's kind of an out of left field. Uh, but, you know, if there's I, – I could have – my secondary option would have been one of the edges, and I just don't think that any of the edges that are on the board other than uh, maybe David Ojabo or Nick Benito are really worth the pick here. Why would you take an edge lineman? Because I, I think they could probably use an edge player. Um, they don't have that crazy of edges, but they do have a solid yeah, D-line. I didn't pick an edge, so it doesn't matter. But I'm just, I have the I have the last pick. Who would you guys have gone with for the Bengals? I definitely would have gone Tyler Boyd and Tyree Hill. Tyree, Tyree Hill definitely proved it in the SEC more than I got. I really like Tyler Boyd in this draft. You can't ever go wrong with Hoosier drafts. Yeah, I probably would have went. I just think Kyrie Elam is uh, way overvalued by the NFL and or by by uh, by draft analysts and the media. Yeah, that's why I didn't go with him. And between the two, uh, Kyler Gordon and Jalen Armour Davis, I think Jalen Armour Davis is better. All right, I think it's my pick with the Lions. This is easy. Slam dunk pick, Desmond Ritter. Hell yeah. Only lost twice. I think this is actually. I think he could potentially go higher. I think uh, I actually, I actually have a good command crush on Desmond Ritter altogether. I mean, obviously one of the more lashers in the draft. Obviously, he is not by any means, and he just kind of pops a little bit. And then also the biggest reason why this would be a good idea to take a quarterback here is just because you get that fifth year option. I think Sam mentioned this before Kellen Moore was still the lead there, but I think that Desmond Ritter. I mean, you have a literal bridge quarterback. This is the dumbest pick in the whole draft, and for one reason and one reason only. Could have had Matt Corral. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I I think at this point, if you're the Lions, I actually don't. I think Matt Corral could fit other teams, but I think that, I mean, I think they both need to fit a year, but I think Desmond Ritter, after sitting another year, is really much better than Matt Corral. I mean, Matt Corral likes to run, but my biggest concern with Matt Corral is actually the injury concerns that we've seen slide. He doesn't. you're the size of a linebacker, it's it's a concern for me. And you know who is potentially the size of a linebacker? He's a little slim right now. It's Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter's can be fast, too. And yeah. I don't know if he does that for He's got a 4-5, so. I mean, I know people know that he's fast, but I don't know if he goes high or not. And a lot of people say that uh, Broadbent is the best indicator of athleticism. And I think he, I think he maybe had the top broad. 
definitely the best one so far. You know, Malik Willis is an athletic receiver. I think it's overhyped in this draft just because I think Mac Brown and Desmond Ritter could go anywhere. Right. I think those guys are getting way put under the radar. Not that Malik Willis isn't isn't an athlete. He didn't play much at Georgia. Um, but it, not that he's not athletic. I just don't think – I just don't think he quite makes pass in the NFL. And I think there's other guys that would be athletic and get picked. But I don't think we'll talk about that. But – Uh, just from what I've heard from analysts on film, they people think that uh, I've heard a lot of people mention how um, Desmond Ritter and I, and Andrew just mentioned Desmond Ritter has uh, I think a four five forty, which is shocking. Um, just their escapability, moving in moving around behind the line of scrimmage, um, shows some of their athleticism. I don't know if they're as fast as Malik Willis. I think they are more. I'm not trying to say he's there more athletic than Malik Willis. I'm just saying that because of where everybody thinks Malik Willis is, I feel like Desmond Ritter and Corral have been overshadowed. I think they have a lot more athleticism than they get credit for. And Malik Willis, as far as him, when I, what I was saying about him not being quite as athletic as some people might think, I think there's a good reason why he didn't run the 40, and I think it's because he's not as fast as people think he is. Um, and if you run the, if you are, if you're going to run the 40, you, you better be sure that you're not going to hurt your draft stock with it. Um, so I, I think that he didn't run it for a reason. I don't think he's quite as straight um, straight on at speed, fast as people might think. He played in a crappy conference, obviously, so it's a little bit easier to evade the defenders. And I just don't think – I think a lot of people think that he is Lamar Jackson, and I just he's – not, he's not close to that. On the record, Desmond Ritter is still in the draw, so – you think Malik Willis is Lamar Jackson-esque? No, that's what they've been saying too. So basically the whole, the rest of it is just like, I think, I mean, literally he makes the first guy miss like every time. Well, I'm not saying he's not shifty. I'm just saying I think his athleticism is slightly overrated. I don't think we're going to see him. Well, he makes the same throws as like Zach Wilson did at his pro day, and we're not talking about him as a second overall pick. I think, I think he's being a little bit undervalued. I think that there's a, just a lot of silence right now just because a lot of people think they're right and they don't want to play their own. Well, I mean, that's not – that I agree with that. That's not the point I'm trying to make. Uh, I think Malik Willis is better than people think as well. I'm just saying, to be very concise about what I'm trying to say, I don't think we're going to see Malik Willis breaking runs, long runs like we see Josh Allen and like we see Lamar Jackson do. And, yeah, those are, like, the two best running quarterbacks. Um, and not like Justin Fields. I don't think he's going to do it like Justin Fields does. I don't think he has that breakaway speed that those guys that I just mentioned have. And I think a lot of people are assuming that Malik Willis is going to be able to have that and then build his passing along with it. I don't think that's the case. I think he's going to have to just develop his passing. And, of course, he'll have his mobility will help him. I just don't think it's as good as people think. But I think his passing is probably better than most people think. I agree with you. I think he's a little bit overrated. I just probably just isn't making most of his, but I just don't think he's quite as elusive as people think. All right, do we want to wrap this up? Uh, yeah. Any any final thoughts on our mock draft? Anybody, um, anybody who should have gone like obvious that you think should have gone that did not go. No, I'm glad I got Desmond Ritter, and I was really sad if I didn't. So, I mean, I got him. I was really just hoping to hit. Uh, Desmond Ritter and Andrew Luke. Those were my biggest hopes for the draft. And also, Wasn't it Kobe? Was 
Kobe Dean did not. Sorry, to, sorry to interrupt you, Andrew. Uh, Kobe Dean was not was not drafted. Uh, we made a mistake there. So um, <laughs> I don't think that. Again, I was I would have actually said I I think Quay Walker potentially sneaks into the first round, and Christian Watson I think is better than Jahan Dotson and gets into the first round, and Brees Hall goes to the Buffalo Bills. And actually, I don't like this pick. Very last Glad piece. Didn't pick him. Uh, Tyler <laughs> Smith. I think. I think Tyler Smith goes first round. Gabby, any any final thoughts? No, none for me. That was this was fun. Awesome. So thank you for getting this far through it. Uh, the first episode of the Mox Podcast. Uh, we will certainly be back following the NFL draft. Not we don't have a specific date yet, but we will certainly be back uh, following the NFL draft. Uh, or recapping the NFL draft after it happens, of course. So stay tuned. Check the feed for that. Um, follow us on Twitter. We don't have a Twitter <laughs> name set up yet, but if you check our podcast description, you will be able to see it there. So follow us on Twitter. Check back for the next episode. We'll see you next time.